Welcome to Sports Talk with Kifuin. I'm your host, Kifuin Jabulo Wagamashango. And now, yeah, welcome to today's episode. Hopefully, you listen. This is your And I have fun. And I have fun despite of anything that happened, man. I'm just going to have fun even when Kuna had to wake up. But yeah, I record these things a little very early, actually. Wake up very early and just enjoy having a great time. Just talking, just talking, just talking, having a great, great time. Okay, without further ado, let's get into the topics of today. Mm, got, oh, Fury, I mean, uh, who's this dude? Wilder won his case against Fury. I don't know why he even. I don't know why he even. What's this? He even went to court to even to even get the third fight. I know contractually, Fury is obligated to actually fight him the third time. And I know he's a fighter, and he wants to. You know, sometimes there's that drive within fighters, but I think in Wilder's mind, he knows. This is the last chance I ever have to make a lot of money. A big money fight. This is his last, last chance. Kid you not. He knows in his heart of hearts that this is his last chance to make big money on boxing. He knows. He really, really knows that yo, this is my last chance of ever making a decent amount of money or like a lot of money. This is last ever mega fight in my eyes that's what i see he's 34 and he's not a great boxer he's just a knockout artist so i really don't see him getting getting better and what i see is that he doesn't learn from his fights and he doesn't learn from certain mistakes that he makes he doesn't make any adjustments because in the first fight, he goes and loses like 9 or 10 of his rounds. He just gets two knockdowns. And then he gets a draw. So now in the second fight, he comes out with the same strategy that he had in the first in the first fight. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? You actually lost the first fight. Come up with something. You start boxing. Introduce new tools to your arsenal. You had enough time to actually do that. He doesn't even do it. It's frustrating. You can't be fighting an actual boxer. If you're a knockout artist, granted that he actually, air, air quotes, he actually knocked out Fury, especially in the last round of the first fight. Because the referee, the moment he went down, the moment he went up, it was like, what, 12 seconds when you actually counted. But he got onto his knees when there was like about 10 seconds. No, 9 or something. When he got onto his knees. So, he was still down. But, yeah, man, I would have said, hey, knock the dude out. But, let's see. It, it's there. It's just, sometimes, it's just technicalities. It is what it is. And we just keep it moving on. So let's actually break down uh, Fury. Fury is great at adapting. And he can 
and he evades Wilder's right hook, his weapon that knocked him out in the first match. You see, the one thing about Fury is he's almost like Floyd, boxers, savant. Like you have boxing geniuses, people that can actually box. They learn whilst on the job and they learn from their mistakes. Fury got caught. He got caught that right hook at the end of the first first fight in the 12th round. Now it's like, nah, 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 you're not catching me again with that. So whenever Wilder tries to set it up with that fake left jab like he did the first time, and he comes with the right hook, Fury kind of moves a bit, and then it, it hits him, but it doesn't land as cleanly as it did the first time. That's why I'm saying Wilder needs to change up his... His, his points of of contact and he's, he just needs to change a lot of things. He has to actually box and stop looking for a knockout. Change, add new things to your arsenal. You can't stay the same. In order to be a champion, you have to adapt, change things. What did Anthony Joshua do when he lost to Andy Ruiz? He was like, I was chasing a knockout. That's why I lost. And when you're chasing a knockout, you open yourself up to a lot of attacks. Just box. This is boxing. The knockout will come. Don't go chasing for a knockout. Don't go chasing for it. Just box. It's like playing football. Obviously, you want to score goals. But most coaches... Play beautiful football and a goal will be the result of you playing beautiful football. The beautiful build-up. Like anything with a solid foundation. When you have a solid foundation, everything else will come. If you make yourself a solid foundation, everything else shall come in due time. Yeah, let's keep on. So if you keeps on jabbing. And then he keeps Wilder behind in the scorecards. Because Wilder is looking for what? A knockout. So now he keeps... You see now, if I keep on jabbing and I'm... Fury keeps on going forward in the scoreline. He opens that gap. And Wilder is always open to that jab. I don't know why. That lift jab. It's because he's looking for that knockout. So now he's leaving him open. And his defense is not that great. Wilder, Deontay Wilder. So now... It's going to make it... So now when you're chasing a score or when you're chasing a goal or whenever you're chasing something, you just leave yourself open in football. When you're one nil behind and you're actually chasing the game, you're going to have a lot of trouble actually winning that game because now you're going to leave yourself open and they are going to counterattack you. You're most of the time, you're going to leave your defense a bit open and then your opponent's going to take we're gonna take those chances. And Deontay Wilder in the second round, his legs were gone. After the second round knockdown, when you got punched in the ear, that shattered his eardrum, which has your equilibrium. Like there's water in your eardrum. If I remember my life sciences or biology correctly, it's like water. It it, it that's why when you're spinning that water still needs to like settle. That's why you feel like a little bit woozy. It's because the water still needs to settle. That's what's happening there. So, yeah. So, once his 
uh, eardrummer shattered because it was bleeding from one of his ear. I think it was the left one, if I'm not mistaken, because I just rewatched the fight, the fights. So, he, so now if he he lost balance in the second round, which was very crucial because now his balance was gone, and that made his knees weak. But now he goes around and saying, oh, no, man, that heavy armor made my knees weak. No, your knees were weak because you got punched and you couldn't keep your balance. That's why your legs were gone. Stop lying, Deontay. Just say, I got punched in the eardrum, lost my balance. That's why my knees were gone. Because by the second round, his knees were gone. They were gone. He couldn't even stand up straight. He was, he was fighting like a drunken monster almost at times. Just not funny. Then Fury get... And the thing is with Wilder, he kept letting Fury get those clinches. Like, keep letting him clinch. Keeps letting him clinch. Keeps letting him clinch to rest. You're the fitter fighter. If you could actually learn how to box... You could actually beat him because now when you're boxing, he gets tired quicker than you do. So you you can stop all those clinches. And then now you can actually win the fight. If you actually box, add new things to your arsenal, learn how to box because you're fitter than him. And then you actually take him the distance. But don't think that will happen. I just think Waldo will get knocked out quicker. That's what a lot of people think as well. Because this man, I don't think Waldo has it in him to actually change how he fights. He, he just doesn't have it in him to change how he actually fights. He just doesn't have it in him. He just doesn't have it in him. Oh, and another story that actually just broke about like what five hours ago now. On the Brian Windhorst podcast, it was like LeBron James going to wanted to go to the Knicks, and his voice was like, "No, no, 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 we're going to LA." Um, she's right. She made him make the right decision. You, you just left the bad owner in Cleveland. Now you're gonna go and chase another one in New York. Get out of here, man. Get out of here, man. His wife made him make the right choice. You had a terrible owner in Cleveland. Who he always had to sign those one plus one year deals. Just to keep him in check. Just to keep him honest. That's not how you're supposed to work. If we're both working towards a common goal. Then I'm supposed to trust you. Then let's say put in a long term deal so that. It could affect the cap. It could affect the cap softly, so that everything else could be could be in for us to win. But you, you see, once you can't trust the person you're working for, it's gonna make the working environment quite hard. And when LeBron signed that two-year deal, oh, he, he royally screwed him. He 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 left him with hardly anything to work with. You see, that's why you can't trust certain people. So that's why his wife made a great decision by saying, no, I'm not going to the Knicks. The Knicks ownership just does not 
That dude is just, I just doesn't care. He wouldn't give LeBron what he needs or what he wants. I just don't think he would. Shout out to his wife, though. Made him make the right decision. Hey, LeBron likes these. Yeah. <laughs> Raising teams from the ashes. I think that's what he wants his legacy to be. It might. That really might be what he wants his legacy to be. And now let's, we're moving on now. Yeah, this is just like a short story. Tammy Abraham being, uh, and oh, all of that is apparently. Apparently he wanted, yeah. And then now moving on to the next story. Yes. Harry Kane leaving Tottenham Hotspurs. I just got heated. Because now they're offering Tammy Abraham. Chelsea are offering Tammy Ab- Abraham and Kepa as Aretha Balaga for Harry Kane. And West Ham and Leicester are actually interested in Tammy Abraham. If I'm Tammy, I'm handling that transfer request and I'm saying, I'm out. I am out. There's no way. Like, the coach doesn't rate me, right? I'll show you. I'll show you. If I am in the Chelsea board, I'm vetoing Tammy Abraham's transfer. I literally will veto his transfer request because you know why? That kid is going to come around in a few years and bite us because he's going to become a very great goal scorer. His first season in the Premier League, do you know how many goals he scored? Do you know how many goals he scored? 19. For a kid to score 19 goals in his first Premier League season, do you know how hard that is? You have most scorers who have played, most men that have played in leagues, wherever. Yep, most people that have never, strikers that have never scored 19 goals in one season. And this kid has managed it in his first season. If you give him more time, he'll get you 20 a season. He will get you 20 a season. Chelsea have let Kevin De Bruyne go. That came to bite them in the ass. They let Lukaku go. Came to bite them in the ass. Then they let Temi go. They're going to bite them in the ass again. Why? Because they can't. It's because they love listening to managers. You know, sometimes you got to just like, nah, nah, nah. He's not going anywhere. He is an asset. We like him. We need him. None of that is happening in that Chelsea dressing room. Sometimes when you guys think you you have a generational talent on your hands, I don't think he's even generational, but he is going to be a very, very good player. I mean, Drogba wasn't one of the greatest strikers ever, but he would almost get you like 20 a season, especially in the league. So, Drogba wasn't very, a very prolific striker. Tammy, on the other hand, he can hold up the ball. His link-up players, okay-ish. He can run in behind. He's got decent speed on him. And he can score goals. I mean, if he, 
to be honest, he hasn't even played. He's hardly played this season. And he's a top goal scorer still. Yeah. And West Ham are interested. If I'm Tammy, I'm going to West Ham. If he goes to West Ham, he's going to be a nuisance. He is going to be a nuisance, nuisance, nuisance for the entire league. People should be scared of this kid bearing down. Oh, Chelsea are making a grave mistake by letting him go. But hey, I'm not a Chelsea fan, but they are making a grave, grave error by letting him go. It's a grave mistake, a grave error. Hey, they're going to regret this. They are going to regret letting this kid go. You see that song? Let him go. Let him go. They shouldn't let him go. All I'm saying. But Chelsea have made these mistakes before. And it feels to me like they don't fear making these mistakes ever kid. So it is what it is. <laughs> they keep in though. Okay, you keeping Werner instead of an actual striker. I felt it's cool. They trust the person that misses so many goals. Like uh, Werner has has proven so many times that you can't trust him, but you still trust him. Okay, like a person that cheats on you, and you're like, no, no, they they're not cheating on you. Get out of here, man. It's because you let that person get away with so many things. And they keep on doing the same thing. But anyway, let's keep it moving. Right. Who do I think? Oh, today, today was playing. She's going to play against Simba. Who do I think is going to win? <laughs> I think Simba might be Chiefs in this match. But overall, Chiefs, Chiefs are... Chiefs are through to the semifinals. I think Simba will tweak tweak certain things that they did wrong. I think so. They'll, they'll rectify a lot of things. They might win this league. But, um, I thought they win the entire thing. So the uh, Chiefs are still going through, but yeah, might lose. People are going to be like, oh, are you saying, ah, man, get out of here, man. Chiefs are going to lose this leg, but they threw him to the second leg. Because anyway, once you won the first leg for now, a lot of times you just ah, take your foot off the gas. Like, ah, whatever. You just want to be defensively sound. And if you catch your opponent on the counter, you catch them on the counter. And Chiefs don't have one of the greatest counters, to be honest. They don't have the strikers. They don't have the personnel to do it. Ever since, especially ever since Kama has been out. That counter-attacking, that bit of counter-attacking now won't be there. You know, they don't have anyone that can run the ball. Okay, you have Lebo, but who else? Because you do know that when you run a counter-attack, you need more than one person to actually run it. So, I, the personnel that's there, because they have these whole strikers up there, it's just, it's just not enough pace to run a counter-attack, unless you switch a certain things. But I just don't think there's enough personnel who actually have the speed in order to run a counter-attack but they can surprise us maybe 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 they'll surprise us and then you have 
على اخني and again with this Chiefs thing they were they were great in the first leg they played to their strengths stick, stuck to their their guts they stuck to what they're good at and they just cut out the mistakes in the defensive areas because that Chiefs defense is as leaky as a as a bottle with holes underneath like you it's very 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 leaky i know when you put holes in a bottle and someone says pour water in here and take it somewhere <laughs> obviously what is gonna drop all like throughout this way i know no 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 chiefs defense is leaky i think it's you know. but actually I really do think Chiefs are going to go a long way in this champ in this CAF Champions League run because everything seems to line up well for them. To be honest, I really think they're going to go far. Everything is lining up Chiefs' way. For me, the re- one of the reasons why I thought that they had a better chance more than Mamelodi Santos of going through to the next round is because I'm like, these people weren't even supposed to be in the, you know, weren't supposed to even get out of the group stages but now they're actually out of the group stages i'm like nah, 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 nah. like they actually have a chance because also it goes with pedigree they were facing against simba what what kind of pedigree does simba have in in these high pressure situations especially uh, african competitions they have zero to none so <laughs> You know, the thing is, if they were facing Al-Akhli or Sundowns or Widad or, you know, one of those teams, Esperance, Zamalek, you know, teams who have actual pedigree, now I'd say Chiefs is losing. But when you're facing a team with hardly any pedigree, especially when it comes into those final stages, like, nah, 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 I'm going with Chiefs. I'm saying they have a lot more of a chance of going through then they then then sundowns and i was right it was like nah, nah, nah. and i was right pedigree counts in in high pressure situations or in situations where you actually need to win if you guys are used to a certain level or a certain standard or you guys have reached that place before then it's easy it's like winning a league title if you've never been there that's hard to do it so if you've both never been there then chiefs have a chance they have a big chance because they have no pressure no one is expecting them to do anything you know a person without anything to lose is the most dangerous because he just doesn't care and you care sometimes they say caring will be the death of you and in this point I think it will be for certain teams, but Chiefs just doesn't care. They're just rolling with the flow until they enter the semifinals. Let's see they draw, and then we'll we'll discuss it even after. And then Sundowns versus Al Ahly. I'll be watching that. I mean, doubting really what Al Ahly will do. Al Ahly are just gonna win, and yeah. 
you know what, man? It might be a, you know what? I'm going for a draw. And a score draw at that. Because Sundowns are going to have to leave themselves quite open. I'm going for a score draw. And obviously, I'll to go through. Beatles just too much of a good coach to let the three musketeers to let the three musketeers get one over him. It's just too good. This is just too good. He fathered two of them. Okay, fathered one. The other one he sunned. <laughs> he sunned all three of them, to be honest. Okay, tell him, tell him, tell him. Bonky, into an azake. He sunned all of them. Nah, 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 nah. He's beaten compared I don't know how many times. It's not even funny. So... Pizzo will get the better of. He's just gonna get the better of that Alakli team. He's just, just he just will. And Orlando Paris versus Raha Casablanca. You know what? I really think this match is gonna go to penalties, score draw, and then penalties, and then anything can happen there. We're going for two score draws. I don't know why. You can't trust Paris with Zimbabwe. I'd be saying they'll win, but that man does certain things tactically that'll make you wonder. That will even why did he even do this? He does so many things that makes you wonder. You can actually put players in their actual positions so that they can flourish, but no, you choose to put them in positions that they're not comfortable with. Put players as close as possible to what they're comfortable with. But I rest my case. I I said it on my first podcast what you should have done. So I, I don't like repeating myself to be honest. Especially on the wings. Bring Makarin in. Bring Dion Hotto in. Play them in midfield. Take Bonganisem up there. Play him on the left wing. Take Wade Eustace. Push him up there. Now you have people who love bombing up for it. And then you put in Paseka Maka at left back. And then you move Mabaso. Put him at right back. Oh, and yeah, and Lobo can 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 peace out. And then you play with Bully up front. Now imagine that going forward. Now obviously the three musketeers there in sundown just did their own thing as well. Explain that in my first podcast. But with the three musketeers, you see, it was all these experimenting. Kevin stuck to what he knew. These dudes were experimenting, trying to do things that they've never done before, then came back to bite them in the in the in the butt. Stop. These coaches need to stop trying to do new things. Like you actually have to practice these things before you take them to a match. When did you see that Makaring would be a good idea as a right wing? Doesn't have enough speed. Like, where where does this dude get? You actually have to have actual attributes for me to actually think you'd be great there. This is stupid. You know, sometimes a new coach just doesn't think properly. Not that he's stupid, but makes stupid decisions, man. Sometimes it makes me wonder, what's going on here? Makes me question a lot of things. And those three musketeers, hmm? I'd like 
I'd love to see it when they build their own team to you and they should really build their own team and when they build their own team that's gonna be the true test of all three of them not right now because it's still Peter's team once they start selling players and buying new players that's gonna be the mark of their team because most of it's still Peter's team let them build their own team then we'll judge them from there I don't okay they're still good coaches good to great coaches but build your own team let's see what team you can build and a team that can win can you build a team that can win that's my benchmark of a coach can you build one that can win can you can you and guys thank you for listening to sports talk with Kifue and I'm your host Kifue Njabuloga Mashango and I'm out Yeah.